1: little
2: man. Interesting slate, to say the least. Uh, we don't have a lot of high totals. The highest total on the week is the Eagles and Cowboys game that is at a 47. Then the next closest after that is 44 from the Ravens and the Seahawks. And the Colts and the Panthers is also at a 44. Then there's a pretty steep drop-off to all the way down to 41 for the Saints and Bears. And then the Commanders and Patriots is the last of the above 40. The rest of them are. So this week is going to be, I want to say a challenge. Um, maybe interesting, uh, to say the least. Because, I mean, everybody's going to play that Dallas and Philadelphia game. But it's going to be expensive because you have Jalen Hurts, that's eight k. Dak Prescott, sixty five hundred. Obviously, the pass catchers there are expensive. With AJ Brown at eighty six hundred, the most expensive wide receiver on the slate. Devonta Smith is seventy one hundred, and Ceedee Lamb is eighty two hundred. So that's that. And but that is going to cost you. I think feel like the way that 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 those prices are, it's it's going to lead you into pretty a similar build. So I think getting different, I think could be a way to go if you can find something that you that you can land on. So, Maddie, is there anything outside of that game that excites you?
1: It's hard to not just load up on Dallas and Philly with <laughs> how much higher of a total it is uh, than all the other games. But minus Indian Carolina, that's the other game that I have a ton of interest in from a you know pace and, and lack of defense perspective. But yeah, the, the Eagles side is actually coming in pretty popular, like you mentioned. But Dallas is in these early ownership projections is is getting a little bit overlooked. Um, And I think that's a mistake if that's going to happen. You know, we've seen Sam Howell twice now uh, push push Washington over 30 points against the Eagles. Um, We've seen Kirk Cousins go on the road into Philly and and absolutely smash. Um, You know, Tua had a decent game um, traveling up north to Philly in in a primetime night game. So I think Dak and Lamb uh, make for a really good stack here this week. Uh, and, and usually, when Dak goes over twenty points, Lamb Lamb goes with him um, because he is he is the the main target there in that offense. So the way the way that I see that game going right, especially for the Dallas offense, is um, you know if Dallas is going to put up points, it has to come through the air because Tony Pollard looks d- like dust this year. He he has not looked like you know the, the explosive Tony Pollard that we're used to, and we know this Philly run defense is is just not a good matchup to attack on the ground. So if Dallas is going to have success through the success in this game to score points, it's going to come through the air. And we know that through the air, it's going to be Ceedee lamb and, and, you know, Ferguson when they get in close to the red zone. So, um, I think it's a pretty straightforward stack and, and Dak's checking in at 6% owned, which is I think like seventh highest on the slate right now. Um, and lamb himself is only at 11% and, and is much lower than, you know, the, the Camara, J- J- uh, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, A.J. Browns. You know, there's a lot a lot of high price guys that, that people want to play that's not CD Lamb. So I like Dallas here, um, which is kind of scary for me to say, being a Cowboys fan. And, you know, I've seen them flop so many times in big games like this. But Dak is, has historically had success against this Philly defense. And I, I don't know if you remember the last year when these two teams played the second game. Uh, Minshew was quarterback of Philly. But that game was like a 40 to 34 shootout and Philly's defense had their entire starting uh entire starting secondary was was in and and there wasn't any defensive uh guys out for Philly in that game last year and Dak hung 40 on him so um the, their their pass defense looks worse this year. Uh I I just really like Dallas here and it's kind of scary to say but it's the total's gone up. It's still only a 3-point spread. So I, there's a lot to like for Dallas and Dak is only 6,500. So um, it's, you're saving 1500 off of Jalen hurts and, and 1700 off of Lamar. Um, and it's only a little bit more expensive than the guys that are in the, you know, mid to upper five K range, like the, the Derek cars, like Carr is fine. Um, I think he's definitely interesting as you start to look to pay down that, that could end up being a pace up game. Um, and, and you Chicago's actually been a little tougher to run on, but they've you've had teams have had success throwing against them. So I do like Derek Carr a little bit this week, but um, I think if I was just going to, if I was going to play a Derek Carr, I'd probably just play, go ahead and just play a uh, Dak instead. Um, and then going cheaper, uh, Minshew is definitely in play. That game is, is second highest total of the week at 44. That should be one of the faster games of the week in terms of pace. There should be a ton of, ton of plays run there. It's just, Minshew can just get pushed aside from if if Indy's just able to run the ball with both running backs all over Carolina. Like, they could just turn, the, turn around and hand the ball off 45 times between JT and Zach Moss, and it wouldn't shock me. And that would leave Minshew, you know, with only like 20 to 25 pass attempts, assuming they run 65 plays. So I definitely have concerns with Minshew, Minshew's upside, but at the same time, if Carolina is able to push them at all, which Indy's defense hasn't been very good either, um, you know. Then, then that game definitely could turn into a shootout. And the pieces on either side are are so condensed in that game that if that game does shoot out, um, it's pretty easy to stack it. It's you know Pittman, JT, and and Downs on one side, and then on the other side you pretty much have Thielen and, and Chuba. So that game's interesting. And then uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let you uh, talk about if there's uh, any QBs you might want to play from uh, Washington and New England.
2: I mean, to be fair, I mean, the Commanders have been terrible against opposing, you know, the passing game, right? They've just been uh, exposed almost every single week. And now that you have them go and trade away, you know, two of their best defensive linemen and Chase Young and Montez Sweat all in the same week. So that that is going to create some issues there as well. So, I mean, Mac Jones isn't sexy. He really only has, I think, like one or two games this year where he's really been viable. But, you know all things considered, uh, his price and everything else makes him somebody that you could consider. I mean, he's only $4,900. So the question is, like, who you stacking him with? And I think it would probably be DeMario Douglas at this point. But, I mean, this, that's the tough part. It's like they don't really have anybody that, that gets you really excited uh, to play. I mean, DeMario Douglas is probably the guy that I'd want to play. Basically, I mean, Mac yep. Jones has 28 that he put up at week one against Philadelphia, then 19 week seven against Buffalo, or it's kind of his only two games that – Really kind of excite you. But honestly, I think somebody that I don't mind playing this week is Jordan Love. He's $5,500 against the Rams at home. Uh, Jordan Love has actually been better at home than he has been on the road. Uh, He's averaging almost 21 DK points on the road. Or excuse me, at home this year. And this is a matchup where I think that you can kind of look at him to bounce back a little bit this week. against the Rams uh, $5,500. It's a cheap stack to get to and actually if i'm going to play anybody i think the two guys that stand out to me the most are romeo dobbs who's 5100 romeo dobbs has been very good this year um against zone coverage we know the rams have been terrible in zone covers their, their coverage grade against zone coverage is last in the league and so if you want to go with somebody like that that you know also Jaden reed has also been very good against uh zone coverage as well he's only 3600 dollars. So th- those two guys, I think are both two, uh, two guys you could look to play. I think you could also stack them with Luke Musgrave as well. So that is a cheap stack that I think that we can get to. Uh, you already kind of brought up Derek Carr a little bit, but Derek Carr is an interesting name to look at here. He you know, has three straight games of 300 uh, plus um, production. He has three straight games of 20 plus DK points. Yep. And so $5,700 uh, here in this matchup against the bears, I think is uh, one, one thing you could look at. And then, one thing that'll make me like it possibly a little bit more is if Justin Fields plays, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Justin Fields still has not uh, practiced yet, so it's starting to look more and more like he won't play. But and then the other one is uh, C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud could bounce back here. You could throw against Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks do allow the uh, the seventh most DK points to uh, quarterbacks this year. C.J. Stroud. This is a team that you know really can throw the ball. Uh, it also looks like they're going to be possibly without Damian Pierce. He has missed the last uh, – he, he has not practiced yet this week, so starting to look there. Um, so that's another situation you can talk about once we get over to the running back position. But C.J. Shroud at $6,200 is another quarterback that I really like this week. Um, the Their pass catchers here are – it makes it pretty easy to want to play these guys. I mean, Nico Collins um, has earned the most yards per route run versus man coverage this year among all wide receivers. He's also been good against zone. He ranks tied for 18th uh, in fantasy points per route run, and Dell is also 38th. So I think if you want to go with a you know a Stroud, Collins, and Dell stack, you could also throw Dalton Schultz in there as well. Noah Brown is also a, a really cheap option there if you want to you know include in that stack. Uh, he saw uh, pretty decent targets last week. He's only thirty one hundred dollars, I believe. And the, the 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 Buccaneers have been terrible in the slot um, this year as well, and so you, and. Noah Brown played 65% of the snaps last week from the slot because Robert Woods is out. So uh, I think that is another way you could look to go to it in terms of a stack. So that's kind of the guys I'm looking at. And I also think if you really want to pay up, I think uh, Lamar Jackson is another name you could definitely look at. I know he he wasn't very good last week on the road, but they didn't really have to do a ton there. He didn't have to really open it up, but at home this year, uh, you know, really even in, in his career, um, Lamar Jackson has been fantastic. I mean, if you look, I mean, outside of like week one where they steamrolled the Texans, uh, you know, at home against Indianapolis, they put he put up 32 Uh, week seven against Detroit. He put up 37. Uh, And in his career, he is averaging uh, 27 DK points at home uh, on the, uh, you know, throughout his career. So I know it's he's expensive, but I also think if people are going to pay up, they're going to probably want to play Hertz or or Prescott. So Lamar Jackson, I don't expect to carry a ton of ownership here against Seattle. And this is a spot where this could have some sneaky shootout potential here in this game. You know, Seattle's offense is good enough to be able to push Baltimore, and this is just kind of a game that people, I don't think a lot of people are going to want to play. And so Lamar Jackson at $8,200 is, is, I think, another place you could look to go here if you're wanting to pay up a little bit higher and, again, kind of a, you know not play that that or not stack up that Philadelphia-Dallas game.
1: I actually think Hertz has something going on with his knee too because he's not running the ball as much as, as he normally does um over the last 2 weeks and they all the reporters keep asking him about it after the game and he refuses to to a- answer it like like uh, uh, that was how he ended it his last press conference was you know a reporter asked him how his knee was and he you know he tapped the table and got up and left so um i, I definitely do think there is something going on with Hertz's knee um and and Dallas actually shut down Hertz last year in the one game that he did play i think he scored only like 16 dk points so um I definitely think that, that that defense is good enough to where they can contain him from a ceiling perspective. I, now I do still think you know Philly's gonna be able to put up points because you know Swift and, and those guys can run still run the ball effectively um against Dallas and and obviously with how well AJ Brown's playing and how good Devontae Smith is and Dallas Goddard, there's still weapons there for the pass game. Like it doesn't have to all be just Jalen Hurts' legs, but Jalen Hurts' ceiling when he scores, you know, 30, 35, 40 fantasy points um is when is when he involves his legs in the run game. So I definitely think there's something there, and, and all that to say, I would if I'm paying up. I think I I agree. I would just play Lamar um, instead of Hertz. And but I, I think if if I'm picking a QB from Dallas and Philly game, I would go Dak over over Hertz as well. Um, but yeah, I like Lamar as well. I mean, and also too, there has to be something with these AFC NFC matchups where they become higher scoring because these teams never get a chance to game plan for these guys. Cause I mean, that's, that's part of, I think what happened with, with Detroit, right? When they came in and played Lamar and they just had no clue how to freaking game plan for him. Jalen Warren's a beast. And so now we have another NFC AFC matchup and, and, and the NFC team is traveling to Baltimore. And so I, I definitely agree, uh, that, that Lamar is in a really good spot here. So yeah, I think we're on the same page this week at QB.
2: <clears throat> All right, uh, I don't really have a whole lot left to talk about here <laughs> uh, outside of uh, th- those, I think those are the good players that I really am looking to play. Um, let's go ahead and jump over to running back. I think this could be a week to pay up a running back because you have Alvin Kamara, who's been awesome, uh, at $8,100, most expensive running back. And then Saquon Barkley, $7,900. Kenneth Walker, at 7K. Then you have Josh Jacobs at $6,900. Tony Pollard at $6,800. Swift, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Bijan, and Gus Edwards or and Bijan wrap up the 6K and above range. Who are you looking to play here at running back?
1: So it's, I mean, I'm I'm not going to worry too much about ownership of running back this week. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, there's a bunch of pe- good pass catching running backs in good spots like Kamara against the Bears. They're one of the bottom defenses in allowing uh receptions and receiving yards to running backs. It's not a good rushing matchup, so I would expect more dropbacks and more dump offs from Derek Carr. Uh, Saquon Barkley against probably the worst run defense in the NFL uh, against the Raiders. He is dealing with an ankle, a little bit of an ankle injury, so definitely something to monitor, but I expect him to, to definitely be in there and playing this week. Um, he's 7,900. Josh Jacobs gets uh, Aiden O'Connell back in in this week for the Raiders, and he, t- he targeted him week four, the one game that AOC started. Uh, Josh Jacobs had 11 targets in that game. So I am firmly on the team of quarterback – uh, definitely drives checkdowns to running backs in terms of volume because we saw Derek Carr do it last year with the Raiders, and we, we're seeing Derek Carr do it this year with the Saints. It's just I think it's more of a QB stat than anything, um, and so I, I think that will continue uh, with AOC stepping in for the Raiders. Definitely going to see some dump offs there, and also uh, what is it, Leonard Williams uh, is is not with the Giants this week. Because or... yeah, he got traded, yeah, he got traded. He got traded, he got traded to Seahawks, yeah. So he's not there anymore. So that's just another issue for the, the Giants' run defense. He's less than 7k, so I think that's a no brainer, uh, matchup, no brainer play there, um, for the volume and matchup that he has. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 6,400, another really good, really good matchup on the ground against Carolina. The, probably they're up there with Vegas as, as the worst run defense in the NFL. And Jonathan Taylor continues to just smash on limited touches, but his, his snap count keeps going up. He got up to 61% last week. Um, and if that game, if they weren't trailing by two scores, uh, he only had one carry in the second half last week and he still ran for, uh, I think it was 97, 95 yards. He had 12 carries for 95 yards. Uh, and 11 of those carries were in the first half. So we could see a 20 carry game here, assuming they're able to play from in front. um, and then sliding down the list, I like. Uh, it seems like Damian Pierce is going to miss this week, and so if that's the case, I like Singletary at forty three hundred against the Bucks. And Singletary's actually been pretty good. Um, for Singletary's actually been pretty good for Houston this year, and uh, Houston's running game with Singletary looks better than it does with Pierce, and and he checks out in a lot of the metrics in terms of like uh, missed tackles forced and uh, explosive run rate and all that. So. I think Singletary, if, if Pierce is out, just becomes a, a plug-and-play at 4,300. So I'm not going to overthink that one. Um, I like that one a lot. And then also as well, Chuba at, fi- at 5K is definitely in consideration uh, against Indy. It seems like he's taking over the backfield from Miles Sanders there. So um, there's definitely a – you know, and then I also didn't mention Bijan, who's going to be popular this week. He's priced all the way down at 6.1, but he's playing Minnesota, um, which Minnesota hasn't been a team you can really run on either. Um, but Minnesota is obviously going to be with a backup quarterback and Atlanta should be able to, you know, keep this game, um, you know, either playing from in front or within one score the entire time. And that should lend itself to more rushing attempts, especially with, uh, Heineke under center and not, not Ritter. So, um, yep. I think running back is also pretty straightforward. It's a pretty straightforward slate. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of these guys we're talking about are going to be high owned, especially at running back. I just don't think you need to really get cute.
2: I, th- I think with some of these guys, you know, like I said, you know, John, like you kind of mentioned some of these dudes like Jonathan Taylor, I think is a smash play, especially at his price. Like I get it that he hasn't been necessarily handling, you know, the, the bulk of the workload, but $6,400 for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, last week we saw a jump for him. He played 61% of the snaps. He did, he did what was a committee in terms of the rush attempts, 52% compared to 48% for Moss, but he still ran 59% of the routes and saw a like 10% target share last week. And now you get to take on a Carolina defense that has allowed the third most rushing yards, the most rushing touchdowns, and the second most DK points to the position. So it is really hard not to just be absolutely all in on Jonathan Taylor, not overthink it. And then um, I think, uh, you know, so, uh, I completely agree with Josh Jacobs. I definitely think he's in play. Uh, if you look at this, uh, the Raiders have a al- lot, or the Raiders, the Giants have allowed uh, the 12th most DK points. They've also allowed the fourth most rushing yards. I, uh, but I will say, however, over the last three weeks, they have allowed the seventh fewest rushing yards. But uh, now, like you mentioned, they did trade away Leonard Williams, so that kind of changes things there um, for that situation. I think Rashad White is a really good play as well, especially as a run back option uh, against the Texans because um, he has put up back-to-back 15-plus DK points. And then uh, his, his usage has been incredible this year. Uh he actually, he's 11th in opportunity share. He's also top 15 in red zone touches, target share, and route participation among all running backs. He's also top 20 in yards per route run and yards created per touch. Uh, and then, like, you know, the Texans, uh, they've allowed the 14th most uh, fantasy points per game to uh, running backs, but they've also really struggled to stop running backs through the years. They've allowed the ninth most receiving yards to running backs, so... Rashad White, I think, is in a really, really good spot this week. He's not somebody that I've really wanted to play this year, but I just really love this spot for him. Uh, Chuba Hubbard against Indianapolis, I think you could look at him as well as another option. Uh, it was kind of crazy. I mean, he played last week, uh, pretty much just took over this entire backfield away from Miles Sanders uh, last week. And uh, So last week he handled 71% of the running back rush attempts and with an 8% target share, and the Colts were one of the best matchups that you can target with running backs. They've allowed the seventh most rushing yards, the second most rushing touchdowns, the seventh most receiving yards, and the fifth most DK points the position. So I do think Chuba Hubbard is another running back uh, that you can look at this week uh, to, to play here in this matchup against them. And I mean, especially at his price, he's only 5K. So he's a cheaper option here at the running back position. And, this, and the matchup is fantastic. And if he's going to continue to see this type of workload, Then I think he's in play. Now, if you want to pay down, you brought up one of them already with Devin Singletary, but there's somebody that's sitting there right next to him, and that is also Keontae Ingram. And I bring him up because Amari Du Mercado has not practiced yet this week either. He he has a toe injury, and he did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. They also uh, elevated uh, Tony Jones from the IR, or not from the IR, from the practice squad. But I, that could also be because Damian Williams got placed on IR for them. And so that could have been to fill that spot. But right now it's not looking good for um for Amari DiMercato. Now it is a tougher matchup against Cleveland, but still I mean you're talking about a running back that could handle all like you know the majority of the backfield, somebody that could see a pass catching volume as well. And this is a different running back or quarterback now. Josh Dobbs wasn't really targeting quarterbacks, but Clayton Toon, who is going to be the starting quarterback here, you could see a lot of dump offs here to the running back, and so I do think while it might be a little gross, I think looking at somebody like this at this $4,300, because I think more people would want to play Devin Singletary. He's a known name uh, and and there's really not a lot there past that. So I do think that a lot of people are going to steam up Devin Singletary. And I think Keonta Ingram could be sitting here, you know, uh, as the option as well. So, uh, Devin or Keontae Ingram at $4,300 is another name that I really wanted to mention as well. But as far as the guys up top, Alvin Kamara, like I said, elite spot. Saquon Barkley is in an elite spot here against the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is in a great spot. And then Jonathan Taylor is the other option. Now, uh, the other, other guy, you know, I think DeAndre Swift is also something you could look at here. Now, Dallas has been better against running backs. They've allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards and the 14, but they've allowed the 14, or excuse me, they've allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards but the 14th most rushing touchdowns and the 11th fewest DK points. But over the last three games, they they have allowed the 10th most rushing yards per game uh, to running back. So DeAndre Swift is seeing an elite usage, 71% of the snaps, 76% of the rush tips, and 60% of the routes. Uh, and so I do think that DeAndre Swift could also be in play here as another option at $6,600. So those are all the guys that I really want to play the most. If I'm paying up, and then if I'm paying down, it's going to be Rashad White at $5,600. And then, like I said, uh, Chuba Hubbard. And then I think you can drop down even further than that. So that's kind of the running backs I'm looking to play.
1: Yep, I'm good with that. This
0: is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.
2: All right, let's go ahead and move over to wide receivers. Where uh, AJ Brown, like I've already mentioned, is eighty six hundred dollars. Cooper Cup is eighty five hundred. But man, I mean, if it's going to be Brett Ripett out there, I have no interest in playing yes, any of zero. the Rams' wide receivers. Uh, and you're also talking about Green Bay, who has a good secondary now. They did deal away Rasul Douglas, but uh, Jair Alexander is still there. So, but Cooper Cup, uh, CD Lamb is eighty two. Devonte Adams is eighty one hundred. Adam Thielen is seventy five hundred dollars. Uh, Puka Nakua is seventy four. Mike Evans, Devontae Smith, and Chris Godwin wrap up the 7K range. And then you have DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman, Jacoby Myers, Chris Olave, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, and Jordan Addison that wrap up the 6K and above range wide receivers. So uh, where are you looking to go out at wide receiver this week?
1: Yeah, so at wide receiver, uh, we already mentioned we we like the Dallas side of things. Um, And if you're playing Dak, you have to play Lamb, Um, despite him being priced up at 8,200. Eagles have allowed what is, I think, the most slot fantasy points this year. And Lamb has been moved all over the formation, can play outside, inside, um, and should be the main slot guy here for Dallas. Uh, so I really like him a lot. Uh, Devontae Smith is another guy. He's a great pivot off of A.J. Brown. We saw him smash in this matchup against Dallas last year and finally got in, uh, had a good good spot in the box bo- box score last week with seven for 99 and a touchdown. Uh, and A.J. Brown's going to continue to be popular, so he makes for an excellent pivot. Uh, Michael Pittman, he profiles better than Josh Downs does, so if if that game stays somewhat close, which it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread, uh, Pittman has, you know, we've seen him with, you know, a handful of games already where he's had double-digit targets, so, uh, and it and profiles better. He's He's been better against man, and or better against zone, and, and Downs has been better against man, and Carolina runs a ton, a ton of zones, so this is a good setup for Pittman to... Uh, see double double digit targets and go for over hundred yards and a score on the other side of that game. Adam Thielen is, is definitely in play Uh price all the way up at 7,500 though. So you're having to pay for him finally, but he's going to see double digit targets. He's, you know, going to come close to to getting you hundred yards. It's a matter of whether or not he gets in the end zone. Alave is another guy that's had a big role that hasn't materialized into anything at 6,300. He's facing Chicago uh and and Chicago we already mentioned has been a, a major pass funnel. They're not very good against the pass, but have been much better against the run. So I expect Olave to, to see his normal double digit targets this week. Uh Nico Collins is is what you you mentioned liking Stroud and, and the double stack there. I actually I actually like just Nico by himself um in that game. I think he, he profiles better than than Tank Dell does here. Um big yards after the catch guy. Well they both are um and and Tampa Bay does struggle with yards after the catch but Nico's Nico is a little bit better here, uh, with Bucks playing a little bit more man coverage. So I definitely have interest in him. Zay Flowers against Seattle. We mentioned we, we we really like Lamar a lot. Uh that's that NFC to AFC matchup. And and Zay Flowers uh should be heavily utilized in the past game there. Uh him and Mark Andrews should continue to just be the top two guys in that offense. So we we still have I don't think we've seen Zay's ceiling yet. Um he keeps getting double digit points, but I still think he can get to the 100-yard mark and score a touchdown uh, in a game and get you you know, that 25 DK point game. I, I think it's going to come eventually, and we just haven't seen it yet. Um, Christian Watson was the guy that I was talking about when I figured out I crashed. Maybe that's a sign to not play Christian Watson this week, but um, he's priced below 5K, and we know the ceiling that he has and the talent that he has. Uh, and, Kev, if you like Jordan Love at all uh, this week, like you mentioned, you have to have interest in, in Christian Watson at 4,900 against the Rams. Uh, who started the season out as a defense that was good against wide receivers? um, but over the last couple of weeks, they've actually um, started to give up a, a ton of uh, production to opposing receivers. Um, you know, Pickens was two weeks ago against them, and then last week was was Ceedee lamb, so and and even Brandon Cook. so I, I think receivers are are starting to become a thing against the Rams um and and Christian Watson's pretty cheap at forty nine hundred there. And then lastly, Uh, moving down the list, uh, you already mentioned the Patriots situation, but I don't know how you just don't plug and play, uh, Douglas at 4K. Pop the old pop Douglas who, uh, runs like a 4340. Um, you know, Washington is just not good, uh, defending, uh, the pass, but they're also just not good with, with speed and out in the open field. So I think, uh, Douglas, who's gotten 13 targets in his last two games, makes a ton of sense here. Um, but that's probably as cheap as I'm going to go. I know there's probably some other names that, that you might mention that are in some of these um, injury spots. Like You may bring up Dotson with with Samuel Questionable or um, talk about maybe Taequann Thornton on New England. But um, for me, I'm going to try to do my best to stay away from those guys just because uh, I think that there's enough... Value, especially with the running backs and and with how wide open tight end is and and defense too that i think we can kind of avoid dumpster diving at wide receiver so a couple of things one as much
2: whether whether i stack this game or not i'm still going to try to have as much aj brown as i possibly can because aj brown has been an absolute monster this year against man coverage which the cowboys run at the fourth highest rate in the league uh aj brown has Against man coverage this year has 432 receiving yards. The next closest is 274 yards. And that's among all wide receivers His uh 0.95 fantasy points per route run against man coverage is obviously the highest in the league. Uh, and actually, uh, and they also play single high at one of the highest rates in the league. And again, AJ Brown absolutely annihilates uh, that he runs a, he has over a four yards per route run against single high this year and Devonte Smith is like 91st among 146 qualifying wide receivers against uh, against that coverage. So AJ Brown is set up to be in another just absolutely smash spot which we're not I mean he's he's been in a smash spot. I mean really I mean you have to go back to week 2 the last time he really let you down. Uh he has been absolutely incredible having over 120 receiving yards in every single game since then. He scored a touchdown in 3 of those 5 games. So I mean I'm not really telling anybody anything new they don't already know, but it's just I'm leaning into AJ Brown here. Uh, You know, regardless of his price, he's worth the eighty-six hundred dollars price tag. Uh, If you also remember the last time that Aiden O'Connell started uh, that game was also the a week where they played the Chargers and uh, Devontae Adams saw thirteen targets in that game, and so I think you could actually see Devontae Adams get absolutely peppered with targets in this game as well. And he's only $8,100. I don't mind the matchup against the Giants here. And so Devontae Adams, if you're wanting to play him, I think at $8,100, I do like that spot for him. Chris Olave at $6,300 is somebody that I really like here in this matchup against the Bears. So he's only $6,300. I like that matchup for him. I know he hasn't really produced, but we've seen multiple games with him this year where he has uh, seen you know at least double-digit targets. And then you you were talking about Zay Flowers. I don't have a lot of interest in him because I don't think he has a ceiling. And it's because of how they're utilizing him. They're utilizing him basically for the most part as a, as basically a screen gadget type wide receiver. He's not seeing a lot of deep targets. And so he's not, that's why one reason he's not utilized at all or look for it inside the red zone. And so that is a problem. And so I just don't have a ton of interest in Zay Flowers at $5,700. Like, just give me Mark Andrews or just play Lamar naked for that matter. And I think you can definitely still get there with him. So I don't have as much interest in Zay Flowers, I think, as other people might. But, you know, other than that, you know, we I talked about Romeo Dobbs, how well he's done against zone coverage this year. Him and Jaden Reed have been really good against zone coverage. They have thrived in that where Christian Watson hasn't. Uh, now, Christian Watson hasn't really done shit all year i mean to be honest with you but the rams do play you know like we talked about the run uh zone coverage the fifth highest rate in the league and um romeo dobbs as tied for 25th in the league uh with 0.43 uh, fantasy points per route run uh against zone coverage this year and uh Jaden reed is right behind him at 0.39 so uh, i think those are the two guys that i would look to play there in that situation uh rashid shaheed is also a good play here i know he kind of smashed last week on his, what, three targets that he saw, 153 yards and a score. But, uh, you know, this is a still a good matchup. The Bears run a lot of zone coverage, and Rashid Shahid is a zone coverage beater. Uh, that's the way they utilize him. So if you're wanting to pay down $4,500, I like Brandon Cooks. If you're wanting to get a little bit different against Philadelphia, he's only $4,400. He started to be a little bit more involved with this offense. So I do like him. Uh, you know, we already talked about Demario Douglas. I think you could look to play him. He actually has... So in this matchup, if you look here, uh, in this matchup against, uh, excuse me, the Commanders, uh, he actually kind of stands out a little bit because the Commanders run zone coverage, or excuse me, man coverage at the first. I think they are first among all all teams in the league in, in man coverage. And uh, Demario Douglas has a thirty four percent target share against man coverage this year. So I do think uh, he is somebody that we should be having on our radar. We've already talked about it with the injuries they have and just really the lack of other options they have there. I think you could look to play him. I already talked about Noah Brown. He's also in play for me. If you're really wanting to get a pay down option, he's only $3,100. And then I kind of like Rashad Bateman at $3,300 as a, as kind of a pivot. He is starting to look better and better. Now the targets haven't really been there for him. I will say that. So it's kind of a thin play, but he definitely looks like a different wide receiver, uh, as of lately, and so I, and the John Harbaugh has been talking a lot about him, raving about him after post game. So, thirty three hundred dollars, like I might take a couple shots at him if I am going to stack up the Ravens. It's just kind of an interesting, you know, uh, pivot play off of probably um, Zay Flowers here, uh, and a little bit of a leverage play off that at only thirty three hundred dollars. I think as another option, I think that you could play here. But other than that, you are right. There is not a lot down here in the in the, in the lower tier that I am really excited to play.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I love the I love the note on uh Devontae Adams um with AOC as well. Uh I, I would even argue that he's an upgrade at quarterback over Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer. So um yeah. Yeah I'm good with all that. All right, let's go ahead and jump
2: over to tight end where I think tight end is I mean, maybe you could look to play double tight end this week. I don't know. Uh but Mark Andrews is sixty eight hundred dollars, TJ Hawkins is fifty-two. Goddard is 48. Taysom Hill, who has been really good, $4,700. Dalton Schultz, I've kind of talked about already, $42. Jake Ferguson is in an elite spot here at 4K. Uh, Komet's $3,900. And then you have uh, David Njoku. And Trey McBride at $3,700 is uh, another option. Uh, Luke, Luke Musgrave's $3,300. Um, where are you looking to do it tight end?
1: Andrews is interesting. I don't know that I'm going to have the salary to pay up, but I do like him. Um, Cause Seattle's faced like really low volume, but has given up insanely high efficiency to the tight end position. Um, so I, I do think Andrews is interesting. And if I was playing Lamar, I'd probably just stack him with Andrews as a block. Um, and, and just, it, you need ceiling games at their, at their price tags. So um, they would definitely pay off. Um, if you get that ceiling game from them. So, um, I wouldn't worry about price tags if you're clicking those names. Uh, you, and then moving down the list, I like Goddard. If using either of Hertz or Dak, um, I probably wouldn't play Goddard if not sacking that game, just because we know Goddard can get you in single-digit points, and you're paying 4,800 for him. Kyle Pitts with if Drake London is out, that makes Kyle Pitts really interesting. Um, because he, I guess he officially becomes the the wide receiver one there. And with Heineke, so the, the thing with Heineke, right, is when he played with Washington, he targeted McLaurin more than everybody else, every single game that he played. So he typically locks onto one one wide receiver or one, one pass catcher uh, and just targets them more than anybody and then sp- kind of spreads the ball out to everybody else. Um, so I'm wondering if London out, is out, that Kyle Pitts could become that guy uh, that Heineke just targets over and over again. So... Um, he's definitely in play at 4,100 um against Minnesota. Ferguson, you mentioned him. I like him a lot, especially if you're playing Dak. Uh lo- a lot of Dallas's touchdowns, touchdown passes go to the tight end position. So uh Ferguson makes a ton of sense. Uh Njoku's role's gotten gotten much bigger uh last couple weeks. He's got a Q tag, but I would expect that he plays. Um he's thirty eight hundred against Arizona. And then Trey McBride, I mean f- <laughs> talk about you know fading a guy because of a matchup last week and then he gets 14 targets and just absolutely smashes and breaks the slate at Min Price uh and now he's he's only priced up a little bit at 3700 like the only thing with McBride that concerns me is the un, uncertainty of who's playing uh, who's who's playing quarterback and and how ef- effective they're going to be and who they're going to target right because we know Dobbs loves to target the tight end position that's that's not a you know there's no secret about that but I mean, if Kyler starts this week or if it's Clayton Toon, I mean, how much – I mean, can we – do we think McBride is going to get, you know, the 8, 9, 10 targets that that he could see with Dobbs? I think 14 is definitely an outlier. Like, that, that is a ceiling game, and I wouldn't project even close to that again for him. Um, So, curious to hear your thoughts on McBride. But I also do – if you're not playing Douglas or maybe you want to play both, Douglas and Hunter Henry and just get really cheap Patriots exposure. Um, I would expect Douglas and Hunter Henry become the two main pass catchers for, for, for new England. Um, I just don't know how much Mac Jones is going to drop back to pass in this game. Um, considering, uh, you know, they don't, they just don't like him to throw a ton and in the games that he has thrown a ton is when they've been trailing a lot. So if this game is with even, you know, within like one score, they he may not drop back a ton, but it is a good matchup for Hunter Henry. Um, in this spot against Washington, one of the worst defenses at defending the tight end position. So that's probably the lowest I would go this week would be Hunter Henry. Unless you want to get crazy and play one of the Giants tight ends with, with Darren Waller out, but I'm, I'm good on that.
2: You don't have any interest in playing Daniel Bellinger.
1: I I wish we would get Lawrence Kager action because he's actually a a capable pass catcher. I think Bellinger is going to stand in and block. And catch three passes for twenty yards. Yeah, I mean,
2: so I've already talked about all these guys. Like I said, Jake Ferguson is in a really good spot. I mean, he's probably one of my favorite tight ends on the slate, whether you're whether you want to do like a mini stack with AJ Brown and then Jake Ferguson or something like that to make it a little bit more cost effective. I do like that quite a bit. Philadelphia has struggled against tight ends this year. And so Jake Ferguson is, is one of the guys I'm definitely looking at. Trey McBride, thirty seven hundred dollars. Uh it, it's not even just the one week wonder thing. I mean, some of the other uh, metrics that you would look at he's been really good at he's second in yards per route run among all tight ends he's also uh, a top uh, top 12 in yards per reception top 10 in yards per target Uh he is also top 12 in yards per team pass attempt this year he's, a, he's he's eighth in target separation so there's a lot to like here in the Trey McBride profile like this is an athletic tight end he's only in his second year obviously he was drafted last year in the second round so you know, this isn't just some off the wall, dude, like this is one of yep. the guys that was one of the top, you know, tight end, you know, prospects last year coming out. And so it, I'm not surprised. Like, I think this is sustainable for Trey McBride. So at $3,700, yes, I don't love the matchup. I, I don't necessarily love the quarterback play of it either, but uh, I just, it's hard to get away from him when a guy that, you know, we tend to see rookie, rookie, uh rookie quarterbacks tend to kind of lock on to certain players and, it's really just kind of him and, and Marquise Brown. I mean, Michael Wilson is also there, but I can see a lot of you know options there for Trey McBride to see a lot of targets. So I'm not as worried. I'm not as really concerned that Joshua Dobbs isn't there. That's going to somehow majorly affect Trey McBride. And then Luke Musgrave, as I've already kind of talked about, as long as he's able to play, he was a limited participant today. So unless he's a, isn't able to go, if he is. then I think then you would just pivot over maybe if you wanted to, uh, to a Tucker Croft or something like that. But, um, and if, if Jake London is missed, then that also makes Johnny Smith a really interesting play at $3,400 as well, as, as, as if you wanted to do that as well, because he has been pretty heavily involved with, for the most part this year in this passing game. But, um, so it, other than that, like paying down, like I, I do think Michael Mayer is, is kind of still an interesting name here because, like, the, the hardest thing with this is now that everybody's gone, they completely cleaned house. We're talking about a whole new coaching staff. Or not? I mean, obviously these guys were there. These are interns, but all of the the office of coordinators gone. Obviously the head coach is gone. So this this whole situation could look a lot different than what we were expecting, right? Who's calling I, plays?
1: Scott Turner? Uh
2: no. Um, I'd have to look it up. I what's his? I saw it. I just can't think of his. Um, no, it is Bo Hargree. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, uh, he's our interim offensive coordinator. So obviously Antonio Pierce is their interim head coach. So it, it's kind of a hard thing to re- get a read on because I don't know exactly what this offense is going to look like and what they're going to do with things. Obviously immediately going to Aiden O'Connell uh, you know, is, was somewhat interesting because considering everything, but I think it was the right move, but Michael Mayer is only $2,800. And Michael Mayer is, you know, we've seen a little bit of his, of his ceiling here, you know, and, and you know, a couple weeks ago, but, at $2,800, I don't know if it, it, it feels kind of thin, but if you're really in a, you know, if you, you're looking at uh, tight ends under 4K, I think Michael Mayer would be the guy that I would look to do that. And not, you know, it's not a terrible matchup here against the Raiders. So uh, if I was paying down, that's probably where I would look. I don't think I'm going to play any of the Giants' wide receivers, though, or a tight ends. So I will say, you know, if that were to happen, I mean, it does look like Daniel Jones is supposed to play this.
1: Yeah, he is. He's going to be popular too. Which, so, is, he's, which is gross. I actually, I actually think the Raiders' defense has played fine this year. Minus oh their, no, it their, hasn't their been the Raiders'
2: game. defense at all. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to defense. And immediately, when I was looking at this, one team did stand out to me, which is funny because I actually like playing them as a stack. But if you want to, if, if you if you are not a fan of of this, then the Rams at twenty six hundred dollars is is certainly where you can look at because Jordan Love has you know had some issues of turning the football over. And, you know, stuff like that. And their offensive line is really banged up as well. So if you're wanting to go against that, then the, the Rams, I don't have a problem with either.
1: Yeah, I like the Giants at the 2,300.
2: Yeah, you can do that too. Uh, they have one of the – I think they have one of the higher pressure rates in the league. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is out there just wrecking shop. So he's only 20 yeah,
1: 20- – And all the things we just talked about, the Raiders on offense, right, about they clean they cleaned house completely. So, I mean, it's just a lot of unknowns and a team that's going to blitz a lot, play a lot of man coverage, I mean, against a rookie quarterback.
2: Yeah, so um, other than that, I mean, like, you know, I think, you know, Arizona, if you want to do that at $2,700, they're fine, I think. Uh, whether it's Deshaun Watson or it's not, uh, Deshaun Watson can turn the ball over with the best of them as well. So I think you could look there. The Patriots at $2,900. Um, I already talked about the Texans, but 3K, you, you could look there as well. Maybe the Colts at $3,100. but. Um, I think for the most part, I'm going to be sticking down here. And I think, you know, I, I do like the Giants call. I do like the Rams. And then from there, or even the Packers, I guess $2,800. You know, if you're talking about Brett Ripping out there is going to be yep. the quarterback. You yep. know, uh, you can definitely look to play them as well. So I am not had any interest of anybody above this. I, I'm We're obviously staying down at three, the 3K and below range like we normally do. Those are the ones that stand out to me. So let's go ahead and uh, let's build a lineup. How about we do that? Yep. Sounds good. So uh, where are we starting out at?
1: Uh, Singletary.
2: Ability to pick the the ability to pick first, and we're going straight to Devin Singletary. Okay? Yep.
1: We need salary on the slate.
2: All right, I don't want to go with a obvious Philadelphia Dallas stack, so I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson.
1: Uh, Mark Andrews.
2: But I do want access to that game. So I'm going to go with A.J. Brown with already having Jackson. That might be tough, trouble. Uh, who do you want to go with after that? Um, Jonathan Taylor. All right, let's lock in uh, the defense, get that out of the way. We're just going to put the Giants in there. Going the down to the bottom. So at least $4,400 remaining with a two wide receivers and a flex.
1: Go ahead and do Douglas, 4K.
2: I'm gonna go with a, a mini, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put in Brandon Cooks at 44, so at least 5k in the flex, or a wide receiver, I guess for that matter.
1: Chuba or Watson, which of those two? Probably Chuba. Play
2: both running backs from this game. Yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. So Lamar Jackson, Devin Singletary, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown. Mario Douglas, Brandon Cooks, Mark Andrews, Chuba Hubbard, and the Giants D, leaving zero dollars remaining.
1: How do you feel about that? I mean, if if the Ravens if the Ravens crush if the Ravens break the slate, that team's fine, right? Because you're banking on AJ Brown to to put up 25 to 30, and then we have you know our running backs are solid, like Chuba and, and JT and Singletary should all lead. You know, lead their teams and touches, and and have really good workloads and good matchups. So, um, from there, it's just a matter of your stack going off. And then Douglas is a, is a top value play, and um, Cooks is just a mini. Cooks is probably the only one on that team that's not really correlated. Well, he is correlated, but doesn't you know really stand out as like a you know, oh, I love this guy this week kind of ordeal. I think it's fine. Let's try this. I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna spend this, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna do another one. Let's let's do, let, but let's do on this one. Let's do, let's do a Dallas stack. So you you said you like Dak.
1: Yeah, Dak and Lamb, and then we can do Ferguson if you want, but we don't have to. But I think if you're playing Dak, you have to play Lamb.
2: All right, so I'm gonna put in AJ Brown. Uh, I have Jake Ferguson in here as well. So we have. Dak, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Ferguson, 45 remaining. Should we just go ahead and put the defense back in as the Giants?
1: Yep, go ahead and put the Giants in.
2: All right, so that leaves $5,100 per position.
1: Uh, let's put JT in again. And we can go back to Douglas. And then we could do, if we want to do Singletary again, we can do that as well. And then that leaves us 5700 or if we don't want to do Singletary, we could do Chuba and 5K. We could do uh, White and 4,400. Bijan and 39. There's definitely some options.
2: So, okay. So, we could do a couple different things looking at this. So, we could do Jaden Reed, who's somebody I, I talked about at $3,600. I don't know how much... But you could do that. I mean, he he's been he doesn't provide necessarily like a massive ceiling, but I mean he's been pretty productive. I mean, he has over the last four games, he has you know three of the last four games he's put up double digit DK points. Uh, He has a 19.7 game against Atlanta. Like he's been he has produced. So like he's not somebody that like you know he's necessarily. I think he's a safe pick here within this within this build. And that would leave you sixty one hundred dollars, where you could go like Bijan um, is sitting there. Nico Collins at fifty eight hundred dollars is sitting there as well as a player that she could, we could we could put in. Uh, Rashad White, somebody I talked about as well. We could do that. Um,
1: we it would have to be running back because that would, that would be the last slot we have open is the RB two. So I would say well, I have
2: Singletary. I have Singletary and Taylor. I'm just looking. Oh, at the you player.
1: put Singletary in because I have Dak Taylor. And then I had RB open. And then I had Lamb, AJ, Douglas, Ferguson, Reed, and Giants. I mean, you could do that. I mean, it's the same
2: outside of you know Singletary, but because I put Singletary in there and I put Jane Reed, and then leaves the flex open at sixty one hundred dollars.
1: Oh, so you don't have Douglas? No. Got it. I see. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I have I have Prescott,
2: Taylor, Singletary, Lamb, Brown, Reed, Ferguson, Giants D.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, any of those paths are fine. I mean, I'm good with – we were 100 short of playing Singletary and Nico, but kind of don't want both guys on that same team. I'm good with the – going Douglas, Reed, and Bijan.
2: What if we – you know, we could do. So we could always swap out Jake Ferguson and go Michael Gallup or something like that.
1: We don't even have to double stack Dak. We can just play – Lamb with him because Lamb's priced up enough to where if Lamb just is the one that crushes.
2: Well, the reason I was saying that was mainly because of I was looking at where we would sit. Because so this was my thought was at running back. Um, I really like Taylor, but we were talking about Jacobs. We, if we plug Jacobs in at sixty nine hundred dollars and not really pay down, and then at tight end, uh, we could go with one of the more pay down options, or we could go like a like say like a Luke Musgrave, which would free up $4,200 in the flex. Or even if you went cheaper than that. I don't know if there's a tight end really below that, that I'd really feel comfortable playing, but we're sitting right there. Or even if you wanted to go like Trey McBride, something like that, uh, in the flex, you'd have thirty hundred dollars And I was just, I just saw Michael Gallup was you know in that range and he would make sense to fill the stack. He yeah, to he's, do that. he's, he's just going been-
1: to... He's losing snaps to Tolbert, Jalen Tolbert. I think the Michael Gallup days are slowly dwindling. Yeah. So what do you want? How do you want to do this? I like the um I like the uh how he had it. it was uh Dak Taylor, Bijan, Lamb, AJ Brown, uh Douglas Ferguson and Jaden Reed. So then you have D- Dak double with AJ run back. All right. So this one is Dak
2: Taylor, uh, Bijan, C.D. Lamb,
1: A.J. Brown, Jalen or Jaden Reed, Jake
2: Ferguson, Douglas, and Giants D. Or you could do Singletary there if you wanted to, with three hundred dollars remaining. So that leaves a little bit, you know, a, a little bit. Oh yeah, you
1: can there. get the Singletary there over Douglas. Yeah, yeah, that's solid too.
2: Anyways, I feel a little bit better about the the Philadelphia one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
2: And that other team. So I uh, we'll lock this one in too as well. So. I just wanted to kind of see, you know, some different ways you could you could look to play here. Um,
1: it is t- it's tough if you pay up at QB, yeah, because there's not a ton of value with how many low totals there are. Usually, the high scoring games is where you get your value wide receivers from. But well, we
2: might get some. I mean, this looks like Devin Singletary is definitely looking like he's going to yeah. be a value, and then uh, Keontae Ingram could be the other guy that you look at as another right. value play because Amari Du Mercado looks like. He's not going uh, to play this week. So if he doesn't, then I think it would be Keontae Ingram would be the guy. Because Damian Williams, like I said, Tony Jones, I mean, he has been on the practice squad. They have Corey Clement on the practice squad. So I would think it would be Keontae Ingram would be the guy that would kind of step in and just take over that role. So, And he could see a lot. I mean, they've showed no problem with, with feeding uh, whoever the running back is. So, uh, I mean, you know, Amari Di Mercado saw, what, 21 touches last week. So. You know, I yeah. think that could be another option too. But I think those guys are going to get steamed up because, much like you talked about, a lot of these studs that we're going to want to pay up for, people are probably going to try to stick one of these guys in the lineup so they can pay up for the rest of the dude. So, anyways, all right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I uh, appreciate everybody rocking with us. Hope everybody has a good weekend. I hope we can get uh, finally get to a good slate where it's just like multiple good games because it feels like we really haven't had one of those in a while. But there's I some coming. Say, huh?
1: There's some coming. Week eleven's good.
2: Yeah, uh, I will also say uh, Thanksgiving slate. only three weeks away. Three weeks from today, actually, Whew. is the Thanksgiving Crazy. slate. So that that week's gonna be a lot of football because you're gonna have the Thanksgiving slate on Thursday. Then you have the Black Friday game on Friday. So that's gonna be a showdown slate. You're gonna be able to play. And so, and then I, I don't think there's a Saturday game, which they should have. Uh, but yeah, then on Sunday. So. Yeah. There's some better slates ahead, but this one is not it. I think I'm gonna to try to play a little light this week instead of playing, you know, my normal complement of, of lineups because or contest because there's not like I feel like you're really stretching to try to like find something else to get to get to, right? So uh um, yep. And anyways, that being said, let's go ahead and get out of here. Hope everybody has a good week, hope everybody has a good weekend. We'll catch you again next week for week ten. Have a good weekend. Let's win some money. We'll see you next week. Tell me what
1: So who you're talking to But well, you better get used to the way the war bouts I see what you got, adventures and ounces But that's a break, boy